You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys here on SB Nation. As always, hello. Oh, hello. I guess it's time to get down. But it's Rebecca Black and not Carly Ray, whatever. <laughs> Did I pass the test? Someday you'll get it. <laughs> but I digress. The tenth time is a charm. That's what they say. At least it is, it's. Friday. Let's let's do the darn thing. Let's do the thing. <laughs> I caught myself, RJ. Be proud. Ship. <laughs> um, yes, it is indeed Friday, and we have some plans this weekend, don't we, young Mego? Oh, you know, we just go to the beach. I'm gonna turn 30 or something. We'll see. Yeah. So uh heads up, everyone. Um it's Meg's 30th birthday on Monday. Monday. And Monday. Um, Monday, and <laughs> we are going to do some things to celebrate said milestone this weekend on the beach. So this we is- are on island time until further notice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Like this is our initial, this is our apology in advance for anything that may come on social media. Like there may be some deleting that's happening after I post <laughs> things. Like it's fine, but like, don't, you cannot hold anything that we tweet or post this weekend against us. It's a rule. Yeah, I yeah, it's a rule. Starting now. Ready, right. go. Starting now. So that's happening. We're gonna go to the beach this weekend and super hype on that. So um, we will be broadcasting, broadcasting live from the beach on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> With mimosas. Let's see how that goes. Gonna be a fun <laughs> one. We'll do, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a brunch session, if you will. Again. Yeah. I'm not even going to apologize for that. I feel like that's just going to make for really great content. Like I can't, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> I feel like both of Sorry, you. Sorry, my I, dog's being a psycho right now. You and I are both <laughs> like, just, distracting. like giddy like <laughs> mood right now. I just got these freaking candles in the mail. Long story short, like I got introduced to this brand and um, he was like talking to me. He's like, you know, a lot of people want to put decor in their living rooms or like their public spaces in their houses, but like, you know, they don't want it to look cheesy or whatever. And it's just can be overdone sometimes. And I'm like, no, I totally get that. Like I love my Cowboys and I love my teams, but I'm not trying to put like a bunch of like crazy Cowboy stuff, like smack dab in my living room. And he was like, yeah, I know the man cave. Exactly. So he was like, well, fun fact, I created a solution for that. And I was like, do tell, obviously. And long story short, it's these amazing candles that smell freaking fantastic. And they're the coolest, like, 
They're like so chic looking. I can't handle it. I'm like, they smell like a Super Bowl win. Literally, yes. Like I, I'm just obsessed with them. And they're like, it's like kind of like, I mean, they have different, different scents, but this one, the one that he sent me, I got two of them. They're like kind of like musky. Cause like, that's like the sense I like. Like I don't do like the really girly scents. Like I like the, like the woods and like Benavir and like, you know, like pink peppercorn, whatever, like fancy schmancy like pink peppercorn yeah that's like that's in my perfume apparently <laughs> okay whatever that is like I don't know why pink peppercorn smells different than black peppercorn but like apparently that's a thing um needless to say I'm low-key obsessed with them so we are not getting paid low-key or high-key very high-key obsessed with this brand <laughs> if you want to put your your uh game day fandom in your living room and look cool doing it you should totally go check out wick sports because i'm going to buy them out or before i go ahead and buy them all out um and no well at I, least give people a head start sheesh yeah like it's wick sports and no we're not getting paid to do this i'm not getting paid to this i'm just a really big fan and i'm really excited about my my shipment so that's um a celebration for the day on top of your impending birthday celebrations we're just winning right now basically Maybe I'll blow that out on top of a cake. There you go. Perfect. I'll bring it with us. (laughs) Um, Well, while we are currently winning, um, there were some people that weren't winning. And there were some people that were this week. We have completed the fifth practice of Cowboys Camp um, as of Thursday. So um, we've gotten a chance to kind of see some of this – what the guys are doing, what they're not doing. Granted, um, it's been a little more closed off in terms of what their um, the team is allowing the beat reporters to actually um, tweet out and post about. So it's there's definitely been like a yeah, heavy they've, layer. they've taken that really well. <laughs> it's a heavy layer of censorship. I have to say, like I'm, I'm, I don't know. I get it, but it kind of as someone who I don't know. I'm not a super huge fan of censorship in general. So I'm like, really? Like you see all of them have the same, like the same photos and they're like photo cur- courtesy of DallasCowboys.com <laughs> because they're not allowed to take photos on their own. <laughs> anyway. Hey, if that means that people don't know what's coming for them, then I'm fine with it. Right. And if they don't steal the nooch, like I'm even finer with it. The nooch. The nooch. Bro, we really got to make our jerseys or we got to buy those jerseys or make the fan club. Whatever we're going to do, we got to do that <laughs> stat. Maybe Honestly, all of the above. Yeah. We'll have a game planning session over some ranch waters um, on, on the beach this weekend. In all of your faces. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of figured we'd kind of continue the theme of what we did last um, last show I mean, let's talk about the the guys that we really have our eye on. And and honestly, I think – I don't think I'm going to surprise people, but I think I might surprise people in how I interpret the guys that, um, you know, had a lot of buzz. Uh, because this one, for me, like, wasn't exactly the most positive. Um, but it ended up being a happy ending, and that uh, is Gerald McCoy. And, man, you guys, oh, like, what a heartbreak – I just, from the beginning of us signing him, so excited to get this guy. I mean, he was with, what, Tampa, and then he was with uh, the Panthers, not even when they were good. And, I mean, I think he's played, like, one primetime game in his life. And I think I think it was Dave and Kyle who interviewed him um, 
over on DallasCowboys.com during the draft. It was someone, I think, of that, of that sort. And basically, he was like, yeah, I'm hyped. Like, I have never played this many primetime games. I've played, like, one primetime game my entire career. Like, I'm playing five this season alone. So it was just a really cool opportunity for him to get on the big stage. You know, Meg, I know we've talked about it, too, like, his leadership and just his personality. I mean, come on. He seems great. Yeah, I liked him from the jump. Um, and just he just continues to get better and better. And, like, I, I completely get the hype now, like, why everyone thinks he's such a great guy because, like, it's very blatantly obvious that he is. And, like, even more so um, being a good teammate and, like, being good in the locker room, that aspect of it I was really excited to see from him. Um, not only bringing, like, veteran experience to the defense, but also – to like see him mentor like one-on-one with these like young guys that we have coming in. Um, we did a pretty good job bringing in some young defenders and he was going to be the one to make them better. And it makes me so sad. I know. And even I mean, he was even doing things like talking about the social injustice issues and like, he was so poignant in the way he was doing it. He was getting involved in the community. I mean, uh, yeah, he was already making Dallas a home base. Like, love, love yes. the em- embracing, as uh, Stephen Jones would say, that he was doing of the community. Yeah, I mean, even from the jump, like like you said, we talked about him mentoring Neville Gallimore, like reaching out to him, and he was like, "Hey, I'm a you know OU guy, OU guy. We play you know the same role, like all of that." Um, so it's just like a heartbreaker. But so he goes down. I watched the play again. I think it was Jane Slater that had some, or maybe Bill Jones from CBS 11 had a video of it. And it was very inconspicuous. I mean, he's doing a pretty regular drill. And I think at first the reports were ACL, but then it came out that it was a right quad tendon. And, um, you know, I initially, I was like, all right, they signed a three-year deal with him. So it's just going to be what what it's going to be. They'll put him on IR and then we'll have him back. Like, I, I was cool with that because obviously I'm disappointed for him, but at least we get two more years out of him. Nope. <laughs> and then whiplash. Um, I, when that tweet came across my phone, I was like, wait, do I, I need to check and make sure this is the actual Adam or was it, was it Ian Rappaport? One of the two of those guys tweeted. I was like, I got to make sure this is not a fake account. Like, is this for real? Like, cause you know, sometimes when you'll retweet something or you'll almost be close to retweeting something because you think it's, you know, the real Adam Schefter or whatever, and it's oh, not. Oh, the, the Mitchell Taylor story? Yes. <laughs> like, check the spelling of Adam Schefter before you said me that. Right, exactly. We were one of those, and I was like, no way. Like, no way. Yes way. Um, so, obviously, again, we've talked about it before on social media. You've probably seen all the buzz about it. But it, I wasn't even sure he was out of surgery yet when the Cowboys released him. And there was a whole uproar of like, why? And what was shocking to me even more so was that some of the most tenured reporters with the team weren't even aware of the, the, the clause that was in his contract. Um, you know, his I, mean, clause- I don't think typically we like go that like crazy in depth on people's contracts, at least in like the, like all the weird ins and outs and the clauses and stuff like that. So I don't blame anyone for missing that, but wholly specific. I mean, it actually is pretty common. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's things like, like that's a pretty notable thing to do with your contract. And so like, like you talked about like incentive based and um, you know, I think that I, I don't know. It was just like a really like 
like you said, it's a really like random thing to put in there, but it's obviously was notable enough that they did both sides. And also obviously his agent and himself acknowledged that, yeah, this is a pre-existing issue. And so we will agree to specifically putting in your contract. If I have an injury related to this right quad, then I keep my 3 million signing bonus, but you release me and that's just like an injury clause. Like it's how it is. And that's exactly what the Cowboys did. So they did end up saving some cap space. I believe it was, I can't remember, Todd Archer tweeted it. I think it was like 3.25 or something of the nature. Anyways, um, it was a business decision. And I get it because, you know, like we're literally in practice five with, uh, in a pandemic with a new guy and we just signed. And so that was always the hardest part for me when I worked for the team. And even now as someone who works around the team, I struggled with the personal side of the business because while football is still a business, it's a very personal business and it's, it's like a breakup. It's, it's not, you can't say it's not you, it's me. No, it's definitely you. Like it's, we're cutting you because we're done with you. And um, yeah, so, but he took it like a champ. I mean, I, I saw it first when you, when you posted it, um, his Instagram story response, I mean, yeah, I just happened to look at his Instagram or I just happened to open Instagram like right after he posted it. And I was like, oh man. And, but honestly, he, he did like a funny thing where he was like, what people expect from me right now. And he did this, like, I'm looking out the window depressed or whatever. And then he was like, no, but actually, and he's like all smiles and he's like, it's all good guys. Like, and then he made a point to say, I meant when I said earlier, I'm going to mentor these young boys. Only thing is I can't do it in the building, but I'm going to do it. Um, and just like men, like drilling in that he's going to be a mentor. He has their numbers. They know that they can uh, reach out. He is going to be watching them. And um, even like referenced back to like Tampa and Carolina saying that his old teammates will tell you the same thing. Like Gerald will always check on you. Like he's a, he means what he says. So that was just um, gold star for him. He's what a dude. Yeah. I mean, I, everything you just said, like even I think there is expressed mutual interest in him returning to the team next year. Once he figures, you know, he's, he's healthy again. I think that'd be great. Um, And even so, like, I just, I'm so impressed with how he handled it, but I'd like to point out, you know, I think it's especially important to think about these types of instances when we're watching players negotiate their deals. You know, this is a great example for why agents fight so hard for player-friendly deals and, and vice versa with teams where they, they put clauses in the contracts or performance-based incentives to protect themselves. I get it. And this is a great example as to why, because if his, if his agent hadn't at least ensured that he had that $3 million bonus that was locked, he'd be screwed right now. And granted, the guy's been playing for a while, so I'm sure he's not completely hurting for money. But at the end of the day, you're doing this job, just job for a limited amount of time. And so, you know, you have to protect yourself and be able to provide for yourself and subsequently your family. And and he, he will still be able to do that with the deal that was put in place, even though he's not on a team anymore. So um, 
yeah, I just, I have to applaud both sides for CYAing. And I just think it's a great example as to why you see a lot of these contracts get caught up in, in some of the small little contingencies because they matter. The little details matter. And, you know, this is a great example as to why. Well, we hope to see you back in 2021, Gerald McCoy, and keep on those rookies. Geraldini, we love you. We love you. Um, all right. So that was one of the guys that stood out to me. Let's chat just in general about other guys who have been standouts in camp thus far. A guy that has really stood out to me, I would have to say, is Tristan Hill. Um, Tristan Hill is someone who we've had him for a minute, and he didn't quite, if you want to say live up to expectations, sure, that's fine. But now, even more so, he's getting reps and opportunities with Gerald McCoy being out of the mix. I think it's pretty plausible that he fights for a starting position. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. Um... I mean, who knows? And I just I mean, think- I'm really interested to see what they'll do there just because Crawford is still around and like that's been a position that he has played in like in the past. Right. So it'll be like who can stand out there, I guess. And I don't think that the team is super outside of a few key pieces, a hundred percent set on saying like here's our first team, you know, because it really does seem to me that they're coming at you with a lot of different looks. I mean, one of the things that I've been the most excited about this week, and I'm, I hope you can hear the smile on my face because it is really freaking exciting, is the two – I mean, you're seeing these guys – you're lining up a guy like D-Law in two-point stance. Like, that's freaking awesome. McCarthy talked about it, and he was like, I equate – I equate – the move and what I'm doing with, with D-Law kind of to the Julius Peppers situation that he had back in Green Bay where you have a, a, a seasoned vet and, you know, he's always played in one role and now you're kind of opening the, the door up for him to have a little bit more flexibility in terms of the schematics that you put him in. And, um, guys, that's exciting. With a, with a guy like D-Law who's so explosive, who's such a good, smart, nasty Bet, and I say nasty in the best way because you want your guys on the D line to be nasty. And you know him, him who has he has a little more visibility standing up in first and second down situations where maybe they're running the ball more. Yeah, that's gonna be freaking fun. And Alden Smith on the other side, I wouldn't want to face it. I no, I'm good. On yeah, that. the uh, the hodgepodge of guys they've had to put on O line against those guys are probably um, not enjoying themselves as much as they could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially with Tyron Smith, like having to. I think he left practice because of a tight hamstring. But again, I'm not super concerned. You know, I don't say this as someone who. I I, I do I do I say this as someone who's worked with the team, and I'm very familiar with the training staff you guys, they're the best in the business. And I've heard horror stories and I won't name names because, but there are when player there's, there's instances where players will get hurt on other teams and they'll literally leave and go like rehab elsewhere because they want to, they don't really trust their training staff. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go back to like my college town and go take care of myself. And 
that's not what happens here. And so anyways, I say all that to say, yeah, the O-line is having to kind of figure out, man, <laughs> how they're going to. Those guys, like between all the Lyle stuff and just Tyron not being in there today. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to super speculate. I think there was a report that came out. I think Ian Rappaport or it was, I don't even know. Um, I think he confirmed it, but I think, you know, he was in some like small minor thing, like in his car or whatever. Like, I think, Oh yeah. I, like a car accident or whatever. Like I don't, I don't Little fender know. bender situation. Yeah. Like I don't really know the specifics. I'm not worried about it. Um, it sucks obviously like, you know, no one wants anyone to get in a situation like that, but the team doesn't feel too concerned about it. And obviously again, they don't need to be putting him in right now, right now. Like the guy's proven himself. He's not necessarily fighting for a roster roster position. And so, yeah, they're going to let him rest and they're going to let him, you know, get back to hundred percent. Like it's not, you don't need to rush him back. And I don't want them to either. So. Yeah, I definitely don't want them to. It's just, I guess now we're getting down to the wire where it's like, are we, do we have good enough conditioning to be in game? Like, well, are, whew, a little yeah. nervy. Three weeks, man. I mean, yeah, I think that's super valid. I think that that's been a concern that you and I have discussed and, and just in general has been a concern from the get-go with, you know, that's why they got kind of one of the reasons why they got rid of preseason games to begin with because they've had very limited time in in being able to get themselves into game day shape and sure like you can work out all you want i mean there's there's amazing trainers out there again we can we'll talk about d rob all day he's next level um but i don't think that you can ever fully replicate a practice environment without actually having a practice environment (laughs) you know no completely so i just think that you know i think it's something to watch out for i think that I mentioned it just a second ago. Yeah, we have a great training staff, but I also think they might, you know, have their hands full and they'll have to be working like extra overtime to ensure that these guys are taking care of their bodies and recovering appropriately to make sure they can perform at the highest level possible given the circumstances at hand. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just something that I think we're all going to be like holding our breath on on a little bit. I mean, if you think about it, look what happened to Gerald McCoy, like that's going to be a little bit of conditioning and all that stuff getting back on the field. And, um, I don't know, just any nagging injuries are going to be a little heightened and something to kind of helicopter over a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I want to take a step back here because we mentioned, um, you know, Alden Smith, I mean, let's talk about Alden Smith for a minute. <laughs> I loved I I loved Dak's comment where he was like, uh, he sure as hell doesn't look like he's been not playing for a couple years. Like that's if that is yeah, Tyron's talking about how big you are, like you big. Yes. <laughs> that is fun. That is fun, you guys. I love that we have like some guys that can like scare people. Right, again, any guy who's on the D-line, especially, I'll take even O-line, but like, especially D-line, the word that I want to use is nasty when I describe you. Like, I want you to incite fear into people, like straight Jay Ratliff style almost. Maybe not that far. (laughs) Like the night before, I want you to be like, I can't eat anything. I'm a little, I'm a little scared of this guy. 
Like, I have to face this guy tomorrow. Could you imagine, like, the thoughts that go through your mind when you're an O-line guy, like, and you have to go – you know who your matchup is, and you're like – I feel like Zach Martin has mentioned this before. I can't remember who he was talking about. Um, I don't know. But, like, just having to go up against these guys, like, Namakin Sue, like, having to play him and, like, uh, Aaron Donald, like, hit – I almost just cursed. Like, that's – hell no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know like that, that deserves that it works <laughs> you know what I mean like uh-uh, I'm fine like I'm good on that no thank you no thank you I just yeah, like I'd really rather not <laughs> how do you like mentally prepare yourself for that you're like oh that's, that's I don't know cool. that's why football players are a whole different breed yeah yeah because <laughs> sure. if you if you wake up every day and you're like yeah I'd love to like throw my body weight against this like giant man like that that's a whole and protect my quarterback. Woo. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, he was definitely Alden Smith's a standout. Obviously I think we're all kind of like watching him, especially given the fact that he hasn't played in so long and he's already like, he's already getting a little hype up and I'm deservedly so. Um, so Francis Bernard there is, is the one that everyone's, everyone's pet cat right now. He, he literally, he is, on my timeline constantly. I have to say though, great name. Like great. It's really like classy. It is. I like, like, I want to like sip some tea. How long till you start calling him Frankie though? Um, two seconds. Like that's already (laughs) done. That's cemented. Like, come on, Frank. (laughs) He's like, he's like, you you spell it with a C. It's like F R A N C. And and, and he's like, what the hell is this girl yelling at me for? I'm like, it's your name. Get it? Like, get it? (laughs) He's like, he's like, security, security. Get her out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Young Burns has a, I'm going to find, I'm going to find a like suitable nickname. We're going to try on a couple first, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been getting some picks out there in these streets. Uh, oh. Spending lots of time with old Sean Lee. Always a good move. The general. Yeah. Always learning. I love that. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been the, uh, I'd say like the unexpected star. Yeah, yeah, he really has. I think Petcat's a great name for him too. And like he's one of those guys that, yeah, of course people like, you know, acknowledge him when he he's on the team but like they weren't I don't think anyone was like oh man like I'm excited about this guy like no you know you know me and Francis yeah actually that's my guy <laughs> you know who's probably looking real smug right now is he's the scout they were responsible <laughs> for bringing him he's like see he's like I told y'all sleep on me some more sleep on me some more I'll um, tell you what Actually, I need to, yeah, I want to, I need to figure out who that was because I, I would like to know what their perspective is on this situation. But yeah, I mean, he's another one. I think I, it's exciting to see some movement. I'm, I'm personally, and maybe we're talking about it more because the defense has never really been the strong suit of the Cowboys, at least in recent years, but it's funny and it's fun to be excited about the movement on the defensive side of the ball. Like, I'm all here for us having spirited conversations about how great this defense, great, great's a stretch because we don't know yet, but like, it looks promising. I'm going to use the word promising. And so sue me. I'm excited about it. Okay. Like I feel good (laughs) about it. I concur with promising is the word. 
yeah, promising. Like, let's use it. We're going to manifest that. It's fine. Um, yeah. On the flip side, again, we know CD. He's great. I, I think that's been an, another one that, you know, people are excited about him. I think the team's excited about him. I mean, he's the first round draft pick. Yeah. Like, and he feels. And he was like a, like a sexy pick. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's not to be excited about. If he's like showing some promise, I'm all here for it. And it seems like he's already fitting in really nicely with the team, which is cool. And like Dak had high praise for him and his work ethic and all that jazz. Like love it. Love to see it. Um, I think Fossil's going to put him in, in, it looks like a uh, return situation. So that's cool. Um, I feel like it was punt returns. Yeah. Punt returns. Um, so yeah, I think that he's fast. Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I mean, that's again, like we saw that even the, his predecessor, that was kind of some stuff you saw them working in Des on special teams early in his career too. It's what you do with some of these really great skilled players, especially when they're younger. I'm sure he'll transition out of that um, as his role with the team increases and expands but for right now I think it makes a lot of sense and um yeah so I uh I do want to talk about <laughs> special teams oh <laughs> uh another guy which I'm sure will actually shock you to your core who's on my list Mego oh I'm excited <laughs> Greg the leg Greg's Greg the, line. the leg is has made a a kicker has made the list of players that Kelsey Charles is excited to watch. And his name is not Dan Bailey. Shook. <laughs> and the earth shook. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good. I mean, I don't think that he's not out here like kicking field goals for from like the 96 yard line, like the length of the field and making it like, it's nothing like not that anyone would, but still like he's doing well. And um, it seems like that's a really promising area of the team that needed improvement. And especially when you went ahead and, and made the cuts um, previously, like, and he's now your guy, you really want to feel good about that decision. And I, and I, and I do um, thus far. Yeah. I mean, it's been weird, and I know you'll agree with this. It's been weird to, like, look back on kicking being the least stressful part of our game. Right. With, like, when in Dan Bailey's prime, when he, like, couldn't miss. Right. And then all of, like, all of a sudden, I feel like that got ripped away from us way too fast. (laughs) And it was just, like, a sea of uncertainty. And, like, let's kick from the middle of the field and see if it goes in like so if we're getting anywhere back towards like normalcy sounds good to me exactly i mean the i i t- totally agree with you i mean i remember when back in my day when, we, in to, day. when we didn't have to worry about field goals going in <laughs> i just went right in <laughs> um yeah so I'm happy to feel like at least that hole has been patched. I can't say how much, but it feels like more so than um, the solutions that we've had in place in recent years. So um, 
that's super exciting. I mean, again, there's, it seems like there's a lot of positive things coming out um, around here. Let's talk Tony Pollard, man. You know, I think that Jones. you're going to see a lot of different ways that they'll utilize um, these, these running backs. I think this team is going to be pass first, um, which makes sense because they have the freaking easily the most insane offensive um, or wide receiver core in the league right now. And don't at me. But, you know, there's some really unique ways that Zeke has mentioned that he's being utilized a little bit, and that's cool. Tony Pollard, the same. I think I saw someone who said he's not so such a, a, a secret weapon anymore. But uh, you know what? Like, but he's I'm good enough. We don't need to keep him a secret. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it, okay? That's fine if you know about him, but do you also know about Ezekiel Elliott? Do you also know about Amari Cooper? Do you also know about Michael Gallup? Do you also know – about CD Lamb, do you also know which one we're going to hit right now? Like, you don't know. This, Watch yourself. I'm not going to go as far as to draw conclusion, like draw comparisons to like teams of the 90s, but this reminds me like having your choice of, of offensive weapon and good offensive weapon at that reminds me of the conversations that were had when like Michael Irvin would talk about when they would double team him. And they were like, that's fine. Like, if you want to disrespect Alvin Harper and, and just and just guard me, like, he's going to be open and he's going to make a play because you act like he's not as good as me or he's not as good. He's not like a top-tier wide receiver. Michael Gallup was talking about the other day. I mean, he was like, I, I think, I, I don't know. He was like, I don't want to go as far as to say that I'm like, I'm the best, but like, you want to, you know, I don't know. He was like kind of trying to be humble, but I'm like, no, dude, like you're a thousand plus yard receiver. Like you're great at what you do. Maybe you're not Amari Cooper. Yeah. And it's like, because people were like, okay, well, we're going to cover Amari Cooper. And they were like, then Dak goes, okay, Michael Gallup. Right. Just, just wait till he gets to go. Okay. Maybe I'm just going to Tony Pollard. Maybe I'm just going to, you know, oh, hey, Zeke. Oh. Like <laughs> leave one of those weapons open to your demise. Different. It's going to be so fun. So 40. Yeah. Burger. Team 40 Burger in the house. Like three weeks and counting. Who needs like, to worry about pass rush and defense when you score 40 points? Let's, yeah, <laughs> like honestly, that's what we're going to do. Like, I, and you know what? It's going to freaking be on hard knocks too. And I can't wait. Can't wait. Did you realize that actually? What wow. That? Yeah. I didn't, I did not think about that. Yeah. The, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jinx it, but I'm going to manifest it is what I'm going to do. Like the, our first game is going to be on hard knocks. Well, I'm kind of sad for the Rams. They're going to get a loss in their, their brand new stadium. It's fine. It'll make for really great content, honestly. But like, that's what we're here to do. Ensure that they get the loss. So they have the prime content. It's what the Cowboys do. We're great at marketing. Like we're, this is so technically (laughs) speaking Rams, you need this from us. You need to lose because if you lose, then your show will be better and then people will watch it and you'll make more money. And it's very like, no offense to us, but we would know at times. Like somehow we are still successful even when we're not. So take a page out of our book, our book take the L and move on with your life. Okay? Yeah, okay. better luck next time. Better luck next time. Um, all right. Well, there's just a few of the players. We'd love to hear – what guys are uh, really – I don't even know. Yeah, who's your pet cat? I was like – I was going to be like stroking – like, nope, I don't know what I was going to say. 
weird. <laughs> um, who are you excited about? I <laughs> this is spiraling. <laughs> We're going downhill. We're not. It's not even Sunday yet, man. Like this is. I'm, I'm already on the beach. Sorry, guys. Yeah, in my like, mind. We're already in beach mode already. <laughs> I hope. Just buckle up and like. Let me just be clear when I say this. Don't let your kids listen to the Monday show. We cannot <laughs> predict or be held accountable for what's going on. Like we'll keep it PG thirteen, but like, don't bring your kids. Like it's fine. <laughs> we love them, but not a Monday. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring all the hot takes. Um. Yeah. So we want to hear your hot takes. Who's really standing out to you? You have a pet cat. Is it Frank? Or Franck, France, Francis, Francis, Franck. It's that's sticky. F A R N C. Make sure y'all use that on social media. Okay, at him too. Um, let us know. It's an outdated form of currency for France, but yeah. Yeah, Franck's better than euros, anyways. Um, Ooh, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> We're gonna do, the UK Cowboys might agree with you. On but that. let's talk about Brexit. No. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Is this well, the longest outro talk ever? About, I, I think it is. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Don't even get us started. Um, yeah. Anyways, let us know what your thoughts are. We're excited to talk to you guys about football being back, um, all the things, the players that you're having fun hearing about, watching, and all of the above, things you're looking forward to. Hey, also, um, make sure you blow up Megan Murray on social media on Monday. It's going to be her 30th birthday. So you can also 30, 30. on the weekend, too, so she can, you know, really enjoy and savor her final hours of the 20s. <clears throat> so you can find her on Twitter at Meg Murray with four R's. And I'm at Kelsey underscore Charles as well. Guys, it was fun. Have a lovely, safe, enjoyable weekend. We will catch you on the beach on Monday morning. Take a shot for me. As always. Oh, you don't even know what's in store for you, <laughs> ma'am. But <laughs> wish Megan Murray well. Wish her luck. Wish her happy birthday. We will see you guys on Monday. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast, whether that's on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can download, rate, review, subscribe there. It really does help us out. But until next time, we appreciate you guys so much. Megan, uh, let the people know what they need to make sure they never forget. Dallas forever, Philly, more never. Bye, guys. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.